Kinging wave, Fox Beard, Lock is acting very weird. Captain Pike, Cisco's wife, Klingons and the afterlife. Boimler, Tendi's dog, Ransom is very harsh. Four drive, Black Alert, Giorgio has gone berserk. He's a bad left, Edward is an idiot, Fuck is dead, Wolf is wed, Chekhov's wearing red. Data's cat, Kempex cat, Q has had enough of that, beam me up, make it so, everybody let's go. We are well, good evening. around the globe. It's Monday night. It is 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. That means we are live. You can give us a call at 646-668-2433 and join in the fun. And what fun may you say to Uncle Jim? Well, Thursday was Star Trek Day. So normally what we would do is we'd rush together to get a show for you guys to cover all the information from Star Trek Day. Typically we would try to do it on Friday, but we have this wonderful Monday overflow show. So rather than rushing and trying to throw everything together, we just decided that Monday would be our Star Trek Day show. So here we are. We're going to talk about all the exciting news that was released on Star Trek Day today. But before we get too far, I want to introduce to you my awesome Trexperts, both hailing from Portland tonight. I like to say hello to our awesome toy guy, Paul. How you doing, Paul? Hey, buddy. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing good. It's been an exciting week, and uh, and this week is starting off <laughs> exciting itself. So never a dull moment, which is, uh, you know, I guess uh, kind of how we like it. Well, you, you and, you and uh, Eric just went to Rose City Comic Con, right? We did. We were there for a whopping five and a half hours. <laughs> that was great. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, there might have been a few uh, Trek Talking uh, promotional cards handed out to people in various and sundry Starfleet uniforms that we saw you know, walking around the hall. But uh, it was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. Uh, very well attended, uh, very courteous and uh, polite crowd and uh they've got this con is great because i think it really talks about the you know speaks to the positive side of portland is i the highest percentage of attendees in costume of any con i've ever seen even more than like new york comic con it's crazy it's so many people dress up it's great so super positive cool. event man really fun but eric is but, a great guy to go to a con with <laughs> Did you did you touch any batlets while you were there? No, no, I try not to do that. Uh, <laughs> that as Austin Powers would have said, "It's not my bag, baby. It's, it's not my bag." <laughs> awesome. And also hailing from Portland, we have the donut guy, David. How you doing, David? Ah, uh, pretty good, pretty good. We're finally getting some clouds, and we're supposed to be getting some rain soon. Ah, uh, the weather's been weird. Can't make up its mind. It's <laughs> hot, it's cold, it's hot, it's cold, it's crazy. Yeah, we had a crazy. little rain overnight. It was wonderful. 
So, uh, listen, guys, I don't know. Did you guys know about this little thing called Star Trek Day? Maybe? Kind of, sort of. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Star Trek Day was on Thursday, which is Trek Talking Day. And they streamed it live on Paramount Plus in its entirety, all the panels, everything. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of my major complaints, and if Eric was here, he would agree with me, is that they should have the entire event in its entirety on Paramount Plus so that people that couldn't watch it live can watch it, but you can't. You have to bounce all over the place to find yeah. it all. It, it seemed like uh, I was trying to get caught up today because I was too busy Thursday to watch a lot of the stuff as it was live. I was too busy working. But uh, it's like you see some of their videos are on Instagram, some are on Twitter, some are on YouTube. It, it's not collected to make it you know, real easy. Plus, uh, they were going up against Disney Plus Day <laughs> on the same day, man. So it made things really uh, competitive, right? Well, it's Star Trek Day, hands down. I mean, this is Trek talking here. <laughs> I know, man. I'm just, I'm, I, never I, would argue, my, but I'm just, uh, those Disney guys like to throw their clout around. My my biggest complaint, and, and we said this last year, and is that Paramount Plus should have it all together in one place. Um, so that if you if you were at work or you couldn't catch it, you should be able to turn on Paramount Plus and watch it in its entirety without having to search. Um, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, it's its own node, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it should be right there, um, and you click on it and watch it. Uh, but that aside, though, uh, that that one complaint aside, um, Star Trek Day was great. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it from beginning to end. It was really worth watching, and we're going to delve into it right now. We've got all kinds of clips to play for you guys. We've got some trailers to play for you guys, and we're going to talk about all of it. Our number here is 646-668-2433. Before we get into it, though, they, they did do something which actually brought a tear to me eye, and that is they had an official tribute to Nichelle Nichols, and it was introduced by Celia Gooding Rose Gooding, who plays Uhura on Strange New Worlds. And um, it was phenomenal. Um, they had a moment of silence, and then they played the, the tribute for Nichelle. So I'm going to start off our show tonight with the tribute to Nichelle Nichols. I know that we already paid tribute to her a, a little while ago, but um, in the spirit of Star Trek Day, I think that the least we could do is honor her memory. So I'm going to play for you guys right now the Nichelle Nichols tribute that was uh, played on Star Trek Day. All channels clear. Nichelle Nichols was a force to be reckoned with. This woman is a true hero. She has this air of limitlessness. She's uncompromising in her belief that the star should be for everybody. It's a big galaxy, Mr. Scott. I have my Uhura shirt on to get a little bit of bravery, a little bit of armor when I'm going into something scary. She was brave enough to do this in a time where it was even harder. Enterprise to Captain Kirk. Come in, Captain. She was a great pioneer. She was fearless. She gave me a little bit of confidence. She allowed women of color to exist in an intellectual space. 
We had control. We had power. I'm connecting the bypass circuit now. I can think of no one better equipped to handle it, Miss Uhura. I can't tell you how many people have come up and said, I became a doctor, I became this because of Nichelle Nichols. The possibilities of our returning from this mission in one piece may have just doubled. She was so brilliant showing us how far she could take that possibility. Starfleet, are you aware of our current status? She was able to use all the goodwill she had acquired and say, I'm going to convert this to real world change. She went up to NASA and said, this shouldn't just be a fictional world. People of color need to be included. And I remember she pointed at me and said, I want you to apply for the astronaut program. I never had the sense that she thought anything was impossible. It is overwhelming to try and encapsulate what she means. The ability to dream, to be whatever you want. And Michelle Nichols did that. Her legacy is turning fantasy into fact, because that's what she did. Some people pick up the whole country, and they just move it forward a couple of paces. She's been a beacon, really, making sure that everyone was seen. Would you look at that? It is an honor to try and have even a fraction of the impact that she had. The work of Star Trek has always been to make people believe that our better angels will win. There is no better angel than Michelle Nichols. I hope she knows that she's going to continue to teach me. Yeah, forever. That tribute um, was absolutely phenomenal. And um, even listening to it right now, uh, it really touches me. They did such a great job in capturing the essence of Michelle Nichols and the, the video clips that they put together and uh, the way they played it and the people they talked to uh, just an outstanding job phenomenal um, so I wanted to share that with you guys tonight in case you didn't see it and Michelle Nichols is definitely definitely going to be missed and may she rest in peace so uh, David or uh, Paul did you want to say uh, something about Michelle before we move on uh, did you get a chance to see the clip I did. I just, I don't really have much to say except for that she will be missed. I, I agree. Absolutely. <sighs> All right, guys. So let's, let's move on with our Star Trek Day celebration. What do you say? Our phone number here is 646-668-2433. Uh, give us a call and we'll get you on the air. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that's current uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Now, Tawny Newsom ran all the, a lot of the panels and sat in on them and pretty much was there the whole time for Star Trek Day. And I, I love her. I think she's great. And they did have a, a Lower Decks panel and they did show us a clip from an upcoming episode. I'm assuming this episode is further down the road because we just saw episode three and this this was not in it, so I'm assuming this might be the mid-season break, maybe. I'm not sure. But at any rate, uh, this is the Lower Decks uh, Season 3 clip that was shared at Star Trek Day. Evasive maneuvers! Fire at will! Let's throw them a welcoming party. 
The device! Hand it over! I'll destroy this before I let you... <laughs> Timber! Commanders, the asset has been obtained. Excellent. Destroy this joke of a Federation ship. Leave no survivors. All decks. I hoped I would never have to give this order, but all hands to it. Captain, incoming ship. It's the Wayfarer. <laughs> Send those thanks to Captain Bucephalus Dagger. All right, guys, that was a Lower Decks clip. And if you haven't seen it, there's a Romulan, uh, looks like a Valdor class ship, attacking the Cerritos. They beam over some Romulans. They steal this thing. Uh, they beam it back. They're going to blow up the ship. And then uh, Captain Boimler shows up in the Wayfarer, which looks to me like a Sovereign class, maybe an Enterprise E. At least that's what it looked like to me in the clip. And he swoops in and he saves the day. Um, it, was, it was funny. And it's a bookend because the last time we saw a, a movie spoof clip type of thing like this on Lower Decks was last season with Mariner when uh, she says, it's leg day, and she first meets Jennifer. <laughs> so this is kind of like a, a, a follow-up to that. It's a movie spoof, uh, but this time it's Boimler's instead of um, Mariner's. So, Paul, did you get a chance to watch this clip, and what did you think of it? I did watch it, yeah, and I thought it was interesting. And so, again, I'm kind of like definitely feel that uh, – you know, I mean, I, it's a tough one to talk about without getting into spoiler territory, but where I think everyone's already seen the episode I'm going to reference is probably okay, right? Because I guess we've uh, seen uh, we've seen Boimler as his captain before in a, a season one episode is what I'm learning. Yes. And this is like a sequel to that because there was another episode that was called, this is called crisis point Two paradoxes, right? This particular episode. And there was an earlier episode from season one called crisis point rise of vindicta. And this That's is right. kind of a sequel to that, which I guess is wink, wink, kind of a heavily on the holodeck type situation, which is why who's this captain that looks like Boimler, but has a different name. So um, it looked interesting, right? I, I, I hope it's I hope it's good. It looked more serious than you would expect it to be, right? It's, they were doing it almost like a straight movie trailer, without a lot of jokes, which was kind of surprising, right? I was just like, oh, but uh, but they seem like they have uh, got a lot of new content coming, and I guess this will be episode eight, is what I was reading. So this would be like a mid October episode. Episode eight. That's I, I thought it was it was going to be a little bit later. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like I, slated for uh, I think October, whatever it would be, the twelfth or something like that. But yeah, so so it's coming down the road pretty soon. I yeah, thought to watch last week's win. lower decks. I haven't even watched last one yet. David, did you get a chance to watch it? Oh uh, yeah, I had. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, I'm ex I'm really excited because if 
this is going to be where Boimler is going to end up as captain now. I'm kind of curious to see how the storyline is going to go. I mean, it's not like one of those episodes where they go back into the future or, like, go through some sort of time portal or something. So it sounds like it's going to be canon. It sounds like it's going to be uh, a new, exciting adventure for the Lower Decks. So it'll be interesting. Was that a Sovereign class? Was that, like, an Enterprise E? The Wayfarer? I thought it was a Luna class. Okay. Could have been. Maybe. I don't know. Could have been. (laughs) I uh the the Romulans I think uh I think this well, this is the first time we've seen the Romulans on lower decks. Isn't think... it, David? I, I don't oh, yeah, recall. I thought... I've seen lots of Vulcans, we've seen Klingons, we've seen Packlets, we've seen Borg. I don't recall seeing Romulans well, on lower decks. Romulan ships in the the I guess you could say, but yeah, right. But no, but no actual Romulans themselves. Yeah, I think that's called think, Vulcan lower decks, not the Romulans. Huh? Interesting. Yeah, I think this is the first time that the Romulans have made an appearance. Eric, are you aware of any Romulans showing up on lower decks prior to this clip? Uh, no, not unless you count the ones that are shown in the opening credits. Uh, but they haven't actually shown any characters yet. I don't think. Hey, yeah, Eric. So was... What's up, guys? <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm hey, doing pretty well. Out of nowhere. Yeah, for, we're, uh, we're talking about the uh, the lower decks clip with uh, the with the Wayfarer. Oh yeah, sure. And I yeah. I think that's the first time we see the Romulans. I, to my uh, yeah, I think I... that's true. I mean, we've we we had that great episode uh, with uh, Talin the Vulcan, which is still one of my favorites. Um, Paul, if you haven't seen that one with Talin, you need to go back and watch that one. But yeah, I don't think we've seen any Romulans so far. And, you know, I love their uniforms. I love the way they beam in and they're, it's all like, you know, militaristic and like all business with them coming in and stealing what they need to steal and all that kind of stuff. And, and then, yeah, I, I just, so I love the Romulans and I love that it's a, uh, it's a Valdor class that we see taking the Cerritos' butt, right? So I think that's pretty cool too, because that's definitely one of my favorite Romulan ships. Is this before yeah, that was... Romulus breaks up? The storyline? Sorry, can you say that again, I... uh, David? What did you say? Uh, I'm wondering if this was before Romulus uh, exploded. Or was it after? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lower Decks t- is supposed to take place before Picard. Uh, well, certainly be- before Picard Season 1. Um Ah, oh, man, is there a year attached to it? That's a good question, because the explosion of Romulus has a year attached to it. I feel like this is before that. I feel like this is like 2380s or something, but uh, we'll have to look that up. I'm pretty sure that it that it, that it it does. I'm, I'm yeah, pretty actually, sure it does. well, if you just Google uh, what year is Lower Deck set in, it says 2380. So, um, so yeah, I think it's set in, in, uh, in 2380. And uh, let's see, what year does Romulus explode? Twenty three eighty seven. Okay, so it's before. It's definitely before. <laughs> Wait, did I telegraph my research on live air? Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, that's that's what happens when you uh, do a live show like this. You, you know. Well, like you know, if, people if, want their facts now, and. Let's roll the windows up on the car. 
everyone's going to hear it. If my dog comes in and barks, <laughs> you're all going to hear it. There's no editing. This is complete. This is you're like, is it donut. live or is it Memorex, you know? <laughs> well, and if there's four of us on the, or yeah, four of us on the podcast, I mean, that's eight possible Googling fingers. I mean, that's better than, than or I mean, hands, you know, eight possible Googling hands. <laughs> 40 that's a lot of Google fingers. That's a lot of Googling <laughs> right there. So, uh, it looks like we have a caller on the line, guys. Whoot, whoot. I'm I'm gonna see if, if I'm gonna see if my if my finicky fingers can do the walking and get this thing to to uh, work for me here because um, sometimes it doesn't. Hello, thank you for calling Trek Talking. What's your name and where are you calling us from tonight? Hello. Hello. Caller. Hello. Hello. How you Hello. doing tonight? <laughs> are you talking to me? Oh yeah. We're talking to you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> wow. Okay. I was just you made it. put on my speaker to listen to you guys. I'm on my phone, and this has been interesting. Yeah, I'm, what do you uh, think? I haven't gotten to watch a lot of the new shows. My, uh, I've watched all the old ones since childhood, but... Um, Lower Deck seems to be pretty decent. I haven't watched a whole lot of Picard. It conflicts with some other things I have to do, but it just this is neat to be able to converse with experts here. <laughs> well, fans who have just watched a lot of television is what it really comes down to. <laughs> also Google. That was about it Because I just I don't really honestly know What to ask These are all such new shows And I was Just listening to kind of catch up well, you could well, welcome that's... to just uh, to just listen in. Yeah, I mean, we're going to keep yakking about uh, about all the stuff that was revealed um, this past week. I think. Actually, we're we're about to talk about Picard, so that would be cool. Okay. So, all right. Well, just yeah, enjoy. Is... Sit back and and listen and enjoy. I will. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, are you ready for some uh, Picard stuff? Very uh, much really? so. Yeah, so Star Trek Day dropped a brand new clip for Star Trek Picard, and it wasn't the little teaser thing with uh, with the characters just walking in and turning their heads type of stuff. This was a full-fledged clip, and we're going to play it for you guys right now. Come on, Commander. 
permission granted, sirs. Welcome to the Titan. Why don't you do us the honor, Commander? Engage. Oh my God. I think this one's going to get the most attention and the most talk of all because I feel that this is the send off that TNG deserved but never really got. Um, You know, the movies were the movies, but, and they never really got the big, the send off. I mean, in the last movie, you know, Riker goes off to be on the Titan and there's the, the Enterprise getting fixed up in dry dock and, Picard is trying to teach before the memories of data, but it didn't, it, it wasn't really a send off, but this, this feels like the proper send off that we all wanted in my opinion anyways. So it was great to see space doc. Of course, there's some extra docs on space doc now, but it was great to see space doc and um, you know, I read some. I read somewhere that they actually find when when they go into the space dock and and Riker says hello there. It's not the Titan that they're looking at. Spoiler, super super top secret spoiler. But what it is that they're looking at is the Enterprise D, which is in dry dock at at a museum, and they steal the Enterprise D is what I heard. But they cut it before they showed it. That wasn't actually the Titan. Some people have been complaining about that. That was the Titan A. That wasn't the actual Titan that we see on um, lower decks. Um, this is the Titan A. So that's why the ship looks a little bit different. And I, I just, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go with it and what they do with it. And I'm, I'm thrilled. And I, I want to hear what you guys think about it. Uh, who, who wants to go first? David, you want to go first? Uh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm very excited about this, and I actually have to agree with you that it could be the actual Enterprise D. Although, from what I remember, I thought the Enterprise D blew up. So unless they rebuilt it, I don't know. Um, so to me, it might be that looking at the Titan A, maybe Riker commanded it for a little while after the original Titan. So I don't know. Either way, I'm really excited about this because – it is, I think, and from what you said, it is probably going to be a better send-off what they did with the movies. But um, for me, I'm probably most excited just to get the crew back together and go off to one final event and see what happens. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the saucer section survived. Um, they were salvaging that in the in in, a, in the movie so that survived and we've seen a lot of hollow images of the Enterprise D they you know in the first episode of Picard there's a big Enterprise D when he walks into Starfleet and we've seen it quite a bit so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see but Eric Eric what did you think about this trailer um, I thought this trailer was pretty cool uh, I definitely liked the look of this new Titan A um, I think it's called a Neo constitution class and you know there's there's some good kind of articles that people have already put out about the design of the ship and stuff so i won't rehash those but 
suffice to say, one of the things I was kind of surprised about was how retro the saucer section of this thing looked. Um, I mean, we've we've had a lot of ships for a very long time that kind of have had some sort of oblong-shaped saucer or something that almost looks, you know, aerodynamic, uh, which, of course, you don't need in space, but maybe spaceodynamic is the same thing. And this one just has that kind of old-school look. Somehow it manages to be both a a heavy cruiser looking ship and then also have a little bit of elegance to it, I think. So I don't know. I, I, I love the design of the ship itself, which I know I, I keep talking about. Um, the trailer itself is also pretty cool. I am much more excited about this season. I think um, I, I'm one in the crowd here who, who didn't totally love season two. This season, I am super pumped about, um, super pumped, uh, very interesting stories. It looks like it's going to be another adventure-type story. Um, I hope they keep the nostalgia um, in the right vein, you know. I think that there's kind of the danger of just, like, bringing back all these old characters and only doing fan service with those things, and, and so I'm really hoping that they do a good balance of that. I think they will. I trust that they will. So I'm not I'm not skeptical of that, but I, I think that that'll be one of the things that either makes or breaks this season is exactly how that interaction between all the characters works. And, uh, so, yeah, I hope to see lots of space stuff. <laughs> I'm excited to see Commander Seven, uh, presumably at the helm of the Titan here. I think that's pretty darn cool. So there's a lot in this trailer that I take away that I'm I'm stoked about. And she's not the captain of the Titan, so we 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 don't know who the captain is, but it's not her. Yeah, it feels like maybe this is one of those situations where the captain's dead or the captain's away or something like that, and she's in control for whatever reason, and everybody's like, "Uh oh, Seven's got to get it done," and she's like, "No problem." So well, I, I think we I think Seven's gonna be great we, in this season. We didn't see anything of Warp or hear anything of Warp in this trailer secret data character either there's a shot of Worf. there is a shot of Worf. um you know it looks to me like he's in some kind of you know disguise like he's you know hiding in a corner and he's got the obi-wan kenobi hood kind of situation going on yeah but, but, i, I mean uh, i they don't show him like in a uniform on the bridge of anything of course you know but we right. do get a shot of him we do get a shot of him so it, uh <laughs> jordy uh, has a family and his actual his real daughter is going to play his daughter on the show. I think that's really cool. Um, nice. When when uh, Picard when Beverly calls Picard, it's on the old TNG communicator. I thought that was really cool. Um, he opens up the case and there's the old TNG communicator and Beverly's calling him. I thought that was really awesome because. It still works after all this time. I don't. I just thought that was, you know, I thought <laughs> well, it was you know, getting because... a cell phone where you get a new cell phone number. I don't know how. <laughs> in the future. It almost sounded like it was a. It sounded like it was an answering machine almost. Like you know, she was leaving him a message. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what they do in the next century. They add in the twenty-fifth century. They add the answering machine function to all communicators. Yeah. Call <laughs> Yeah, call waiting, exactly. I don't know. I just thought, you know, when you get a new communicator, it's like getting a new cell phone and your old one doesn't work anymore. I don't know. But I thought it was cool that calling him on the old communicator. That kind of, I was like, interested. 
Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was super cool. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I was just going to say this before I pass the baton on to Paul. Um, you know, one explanation that I've kind of heard of why that saucer section on the Titan A looks so retro is that, you know, the Federation has been through the Dominion War and the Federation has been through the Borg attacks and the Federation, you know, hasn't quite gotten to the to the destruction, or no, has been through now the destruction of Romulus. And so, the idea, I guess, is that they're taking some of these older ship parts and reusing those to make new starships. So it might even be a retro saucer from some other ship way back in the day that they put together to make this Neo-Constitution oh, class. Hmm. Anything's possible. Paul, what do you think about the Picard clip? I thought it was a really solid, uh, very engaging teaser trailer. Um, it felt more like a like a movie, right? This is like like the movie, like you were saying. This is the movie that we kind of you know would have liked to have seen, you know, ten years ago, right? That we never got or longer, really, more like fifteen years ago. But uh, I thought it was great, and just the fact that it was very short, but it conveyed the stakes just so uh, deftly, right? Beverly is in trouble. Aliens are blowing stuff up. Riker is loyal, <laughs> you know, I'm there with you, whatever. And, uh, and, you know, we've got this new ship and we're coming together with, with seven, you know, to, to buy in. I was just like, that's great. I mean, the, they conveyed a lot in a short amount of time. I was very intrigued by those aliens. We briefly glimpsed those seem to be the hostile threat that Beverly is running into at the very beginning of the trailer. Cause that clicking reminded me a lot of some clicking from, I don't know if you remember <laughs> by name, but the episode schisms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminded me of that a lot. And that was kind of another dimensional type of uh, alien menace. And this is clearly some kind of an alien menace that's blowing up Starfleet facilities and whatnot. So uh, potential invasion from another dimension. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. That's what I do. But uh, but it's great that they didn't feel the need to over-explain anything. They let the dialogue from the characters do it and do it briskly. So uh, to me, it looked really solid, um, much more of an adventure exploration type of plot than uh, some of the stuff that we got in season two. Uh, I think they all feel like they're, you know, they're wrapping it up, right? And this is probably the last time that these actors will ever be uh, working together in the same relationship. So really cool. I, I dug it a lot. I thought it was very, very well done. Uh, super exciting. And what, what's the release date for Picard? It's right after Valentine's day, right? Like I want to say it's like Val, uh, February 16th. I want to say. Yeah. 16th February. Yeah. That's yeah, what I had written down. But uh, so real, real soon. I mean, I hate to say it, but that'll be here before we know it. <laughs> That's like blink. It's only like the way things are these yeah, days, you know. In a couple of weeks, we'll be arguing about Avatar too, you know. We got seven. <laughs> we, we have seven more episodes of Lower Decks to watch, then we're gonna have ten more episodes of Prodigy, and then we'll be rolling into Picard. Hmm. It's closer Crazy. than you think. Closer Crazy. than you think. Um, but yeah, I, I thought those aliens were cool, and Beverly with a phaser rifle again, you know. Last time we saw her, she had a phaser rifle, and now she's got another one. So you don't want to mess with Beverly, you know. Unless she's it's one of those old kicking butt. <laughs> yeah, it could be. That's where she got the old communicator number from, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
So Star Trek Picard looks really good. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this season. Um, you know, being, being a war fan, I can't wait to see where we know he's a captain, but he's not a captain of a starship. And they did say that um, they would be touching on what he did during the dominion wars, uh, where he was and what he was doing at that time. Uh, but it wasn't on a starship. They said specifically that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he shows up. And uh, Rafi, isn't in this trailer either. So yeah, she's I thought got there was a, a shot show of her. Yeah, I, I don't recall. I there was. I'm pretty sure there's a shot of her. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'd actually throw down money on it. I mean, is she kind of like Worf, kind of standing in a corner somewhere? Yeah, yeah, just I mean, kind of a shadowy, just kind of like, here's another person just to show connectivity, right? I mean, it's just, it's yeah. just so super, right? But yeah, she's definitely there. Uh, I'm almost positive, brother. I mean, unless it's somebody who looks just like her. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, she, she, she's definitely going to be in it. Before we uh, – yeah, I don't want to do that one just yet. We're going to wait a second. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about – uh, I don't have a clip for it because there is no clip, but it, the announcement was made at Star Trek Day. Nicholas Meyer, and who's that? That's the guy that wrote Star Wars, isn't it? I think. Maybe. <laughs> oh, you've been drinking. You've been drinking. He's, yeah. he's just he's got this issue where he just like this, totally, yeah. he forgets things. He can't really. I just it. I'm I'm long on the tooth. So Nicholas no, Meyer. Jim, he wrote time after time. That's what that's, you meant to say. That's, that's and right. he directed that's right. Wrath of Khan and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Star Trek yep. 6. Hello. Yep. I thought it was episode 2 of Star Wars. And uh, I, I actually had the pleasure of meeting him at a, um, at a what, what, what's the name? what do they call themselves? Um, Sherlockians? Yeah, I forget. Oh, Sherlock. Holmes. 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 What are they? The Sherlock oh, Holmes. Sherlock people. I don't I would <laughs> Whovians? No, that's Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I was at I, I went down when I lived in New York, we went came up to Vermont to go to to a convention specifically for fans of Sherlock Holmes. And why would you go to a Sherlock Holmes convention if you're a Star Trek fan? Because Nicholas Meyer wrote this I guess this really good Sherlock Holmes book. And he was there talking about his book, and I showed up with my Batleth and my Star Trek Six poster, and uh, he said, no matter where he goes, Star Trek always follows him. And so he signed my Star Trek Six poster. He was a great guy, and he was awesome. But that's not why he was at Star Trek Day. He was at Star Trek Day to make the announcement that there will be a series called Khan Steady Alpha 5 as a three-part audio podcast so that was the big news that he had to give out um that was big news but i was a little bit i don't know disappointed guys because he said that he wrote it as a three-part miniseries why couldn't paramount plus make that miniseries why, why wouldn't they do it now their reasoning was it's too short I don't know if I buy that, but at any Is rate, shorter than the short tracks. <laughs> well, short tracks were pretty short. Hence the name short tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I would think that they could easily do it and and fill in some instead of overlapping the Star Trek series like they do, which I don't like when they do that. 
um, and they have a gap between them, they could fill that in with this con series, but they're not going to do it. It's going to be a podcast, a a live three-part podcast. So that was the other big news that came out of Star Trek Day. If there's any Wrath of Khan fans out there, which there might be a few kicking around. I mean, it was an okay movie, right? Um, So this apparently is going to lead right up to the events leading to Wrath of Khan, like a direct predecessor to that. So you will we'll probably see the death of his wife and, you know, and all that stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Anybody want to say anything about Khan before we move on? Well, I'll just say that I'm excited about it because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I actually like that they're doing something like this, an audio drama. This is the second audio drama that they've done now um, recently for Star Trek. I think this one's actually got the potential to be really exciting because – um, like, honestly, there we we kind of know what happens to Khan, right? He, he gets there, and it's not as it seems. And so, basically, the series is going to be about them dealing with that stuff. Um, and that, to me, I don't know. There's enough kind of dystopian science fiction out there. I feel like I'd rather listen to it uh, and get you know, fill in my story uh, about one of my favorite characters that way than then see another actor kind of portray this character, you know, because I, I'm already a little critical of the actors that they chose, not chosen, um, chosen recently with Benedict Cumberbatch specifically. Um, you know, it, you can, it's much easier to voice a character than it is to cast the right character. So um, I don't know. I'm excited about it. I think it's nice to have a different format going. And it, it, would it be, you think, is it considered canon? Uh, no, because as far as I know, canon still only counts as what's been shown on screen, which is why more decks and the animated series are canon. But I don't think I don't think any sort of books or audio dramas or anything really count, um, you know, technically speaking. But I I will I would bet you that some people would argue against that, um, much in the same way we argue that the comic books are you know, pretty darn adjacent to canon. So it seems to me that they fit right in with what's going on. They might as well be together. Yep, I, I agree completely. I agree completely. So, guys, there's another Star Trek show called Strange New World. Have you ever heard of it? Maybe? Oh, know. yeah. I actually yeah. traveled back somehow with an 11 by 17 poster all the way from Trek Honduraga, and it did not get folded. Not sure how I did it. Wow. Is that the one, is that the one we got from the costume contest? Yep, that's the one. That's the Framed one. in my basement now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, they released a clip from Strange New Worlds, and I call it the Ortegas clip, and you'll know why in a second. Pilot's personal log, stardate 1630.3. I'm Lieutenant Erica Ortega. Most of the time, I fly the ship, which is cool, but can get boring. Today is different. Rigel 7's atmosphere is a hot mess of wind shear, exotic radiation, and heavy particles that jam the sensors on our shuttles. Piloting down takes incredible skill, which I have, but the best part? I'm with the landing party, something I almost never get to do. You're actually wearing the hat. You kidding? The hat is supreme. We're Kaylarans now. We can 101. 
Northeast. The core of the debris field we observed previously is descending. By my calculations, it will intersect multiple points along the ship's intended orbital plane. Debris from what? Likely an impact between two large celestial bodies that orbited Rigel 7 several centuries ago. Can't you just say two moons? I could, but that would be leaping to a conclusion. Analysis is underway, but I would merely characterize the fragments as volatile. We get to spark. All right, well, on we go. Let's get to that shuttle bay and have ourselves a landing party. Maintaining stability will require piloting Enterprise by hand. Between the fragments and the gravity shifts, I'll have to make manual adjustments every 20 minutes. The lights out Enterprise. I'm glad you get it. We need you here keeping Enterprise safe. Hi, Captain. But uh, who's going to fly the shuttle through all that choppy sky and radiation? I may not be Eric Ortegas, but I was a test pilot, remember? We'll get you next time. I promise. not responsible for the data. It would be illogical to blame. Just learn when to leave people alone to talk. Sorry. I'm working on that. So it seems like Eric Ortegas is getting more scenes in the second season and one thing that you may have noticed is there's a character in there we know she comes back we hear leon nooney and sing in that clip she's back so uh apparently the gorn didn't get her and uh, she must have found a home for for Noof because uh, she's back on the enterprise now we don't know what episode this is is it an early one or a later one we don't know but she's there, so that's pretty cool. And Ortegas, we get to see her, and which is awesome. And uh, Spock. Spock is Spock. Why didn't you just say they were two moons? I thought that was funny. I thought I did. <laughs> so, Paul, what did you think about the clip from Strange New Worlds? It was good. It was good. You know, one of the things that uh, this show did uh, before the premiere even aired was they had a, a really excellent uh, marketing strategy is they would, if you remember, they would do these little clips that were like just, a, you know, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe shorter of each character to kind of, you know, set the stage and introduce them to you. And they were really great. I mean, they basically did it and they sort of rolled them out every couple of weeks and got you, you know, built up a buzz and uh, introduced you to who all the players would be. And it was super effective. And this, to me, seems like a more expanded uh, rollout of that same strategy. So I would imagine that between now and when the next season airs, we're going to get a series of you know short two-minute scenes like this that depict uh, a pivotal, engaging moment for all of the characters, kind of letting us know in the audience, hey, everyone has kind of got new stuff they're dealing with, and they've moved on, and you know these folks now, and here's why you should be invested in where so I think that's probably part of a larger case. And this is probably just the first of many different uh, little scenes like this that we'll get. So um, really great. And I like the fact that it shows the character being vulnerable, that, uh, you know, it's just like she wants to go out, she's excited to go, and disappointment because responsibilities come first. So I thought that was really uh, well done. Now, they didn't give a release a specific date, but they did give a year. So 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're seeing it. In well, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, so many things are in, in in TV, especially. I mean, right now it's just you know. I, mean, I think they're doing a super good job uh, at Paramount Plus in terms of spacing these things out. But you know, it's super competitive, right? And to uh, you know announce your premiere date for uh, Picard is risky because you know, I mean, at any point Disney Plus could announce their season three Mandalorian premiere date. You know, and you don't want to go head to head with them. So it's, it's, it's tough it's, because it's no, super competitive. There's no competition there at all, hands down. Star Trek, every single. Time. Uh, you know, I don't <laughs> like to be a man of extremes, right? I mean, I like scotch and vodka, Jim. I mean, you know, it's just like you know, there's loyalty and then there's extremity. You know what I'm saying? You got to be realistic. <laughs> You got to be a realist, right? It's a super competitive right now. And um, I think a lot of times you know when you're going to uh, debut your show, but you have to wait a little bit because you're waiting to see what the other guy does. And so there's a lot of that. Let's see who flinches first kind of thing. My guess is it'll be May, though, because isn't it May when the uh, when Strange New Worlds uh, premiered, if I'm not mistaken? I'm remembering May. Yeah, I think so. Season one. I think so. Yeah, let me just get the date real quick because usually they follow the most series once they've had a successful uh, premiere. Uh, premiere, right? They usually follow the release cadence uh, in subsequent sequences or sub- subsequent years. Uh, thanks for being so yeah, well was, organized, uh, IMDb. I got the date for you if you want me to show May 5th. Yeah, May 5th, May 5th is when Strange New World premiered. Yeah. So I, I'd be shocked if we see it before then, uh, to be frank, uh, because Picard's going to go all the way through April, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it goes through late right. April, if I remember seeing correctly. So maybe they give you a week or two off, or maybe they come right on the heels of that. So I would have to look at a calendar, but uh, it's a pretty safe bet. Let's see, March, April... Let's see when Picard ends, and we can map this out pretty easily, guys. So season three of Picard, uh, the last one, Picard, is April 20th, okay? And April 20th is a Thursday, and so that would mean the next free window for Paramount Plus would be April 27th. So either they go all the way through and they don't skip, or they take a week off and air it on uh, May 4th. And they're probably not going to do May 4th because that's the big Star Wars day. May the 4th be with you. And they're probably going to want to avoid that by the like the plague. So if I had to guess, I'm a gambling man. I'm going with uh, April 27th as premiere date for Strange New Worlds. Though it could be May 11th. But why wait? I mean, clearly they got something good in the can. So I think if, if you had to pencil in a date, April 27th feels like a safe one to me. All right. And Eric, that leaves you. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, I kind of love the the tragedy of this trailer. I don't know. When it comes to Shakespeare, I'm much more of a tragedy guy instead of a, a comedy guy. And I love that her whole log is her talking about how excited she is about this uh, away mission. And then it turns out she's too good at her job. And so they, she has to stay behind because of that. So I, I like that kind of storytelling because it's a little bit more realistic to real life to me. Um, you know, life is bittersweet. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. And what do you have, Jim? The facts of life. The facts of life. You have the facts of life. 
Um, I also like that we're returning to Rigel 7, which, of course, is a great place that uh, is referenced in both the cage and the menagerie. It's the place where those crazy, goofy-looking warrior dudes come from, the Kalar, right? Um, so interested to see what happens with Rigel 7 and how they connect that to TOS. Uh, so I like that. Uh, good yeah, catch, pretty, dude. Yeah. So pretty That's excited, a really but, good catch. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited to see, and that's why she re- when she references the hat, it's like a fur hat, and I think it's you know because of those goofy <laughs> warriors and the furs that they wore and stuff. So well, Ted uh, Cassidy, right? What, yeah, that could yeah, be the message where Pike refers to when he where he lost his uh, crew members and he should have known type of thing. That might be the mission absolutely. that he refers to. Age, it could absolutely. be absolutely, and it kind of feels like we're leading towards uh, you know where. I don't know that we know where his injury takes place. Like, I don't know that we we know it's on a ship, but I don't know that we know what planet they're around or whatever. So it kind of feels like the story will eventually lead there. But anyway, I did like this trailer quite a bit. Well, guess what, guys? We're not done because we have one more for you guys. Uh, there's another animated show with a with a an admiral and a uh, hologram you might be familiar with by the name of Janeway, and of course the show is called. Star Trek Prodigy, and here's the clip that they dropped on us on Star Trek Day. Whoa. I can't wait to say hi to And I can't wait to get out of here. Hog, the protodrive. Way ahead of you, Captain. Oh, my. What did you do while I was sleeping? Oof, you're in more trouble than I am. <laughs> Let them get away. The real me is hunting us with a quantum slipstream dauntless class starship. Good luck with that. Thanks for your support. Zero, keep up those evasive maneuvers. Wasn't swerving on purpose, Captain. Uh, They're hailing us. Do not answer that hail. If we open the direct link, the living construct will infect them. Guys, we have our development. All right, Paul, what's the release date for Star Trek Prodigy? Oh, that was so funny, man. I love Janeway. Good luck with that. She's great, man. Her delivery is just flawless every time. I love her. Um, let's see. When do we just talk about uh, it, dates on here, friends? For October 28th? Was is it? that what we got? Let me check real quick, man. This is season two, right? Yeah. Oh. October 28th, I think. That sounds re- that sounds legit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's not on the IMDb it, yet, but... It's not that long off. It's pretty close. Pretty close. Like it right looks like it's... Yeah, you got it, 28th, so just before 28th. Halloween. So very cool. Yeah, it's not that bad when it comes to Star Trek. When, 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 like, 
And that was, so, uh, you know, I got to say, Prodigy was just awesome. I it was like, I was just like, okay, animated show, blah, blah, blah. I was so, you know, didn't think I would enjoy it at all. And I ended up just freaking loving it. It's a really uh, exciting and well, well done show. I, I was super uh, impressed with that first batch episode. So I will absolutely be plugged in for wherever else they choose to go. So really good totally show. Different. From lower decks it's a different type of show completely oh completely and it's and it's it's got a lot of original stuff to it i mean it pulls a lot from janeway and stuff like that but they're creating their own mythos and building on some of the stuff in the past there's nice touchstones to uh stuff you see in other parts of the star trek universe but it also feels very just fresh and, uh, and original and uh and just engaging um you know i mean i think it's it's definitely a show families can watch together Right, because it's you know seems like it's pretty kid friendly, but but not like you know watered down like you know where you're like wincing at it. Right, it's it's if you're an adult Star Trek fan and you haven't checked it out yet, I would check it out. I think you'll find it uh, surprisingly cool. Would be my assessment. So, uh, and we got Prodigy toys coming out like soon. <laughs> Very <laughs> Some soon. action figures, man. So <laughs> that'll be cool as well. So yeah, it's a, definitely a show that people should be uh, checking out for sure. And Eric, what did you think about this clip? Did you like it? Uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> it's got Admiral Janeway. So I mean, that's <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, I was damn excited to see uh, Admiral Janeway. I was also very excited to see uh, the Dauntless, which was. Obviously not the original Dauntless. Um, if you if you did not know about the Dauntless, the Dauntless is a quantum slipstream ship that was back from the Voyager days. I think it shows up in maybe three episodes or so. You can tell this one um, is of a different design. I think the Trekyard guys maybe even did a show about it, which I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But it's uh, it's cool because you get a really cool shot of the scale difference between um, the Prodigy and the Dauntless, which or Protostar, excuse me, uh, and the Dauntless, which I think is really cool because everybody forgets, not everybody, I sometimes forget how little teeny tiny the Protostar is. It's a little tiny ship. I mean, it's like, it's probably a little bit bigger than a Defiant and not too much bigger. Um, so it's, you know, you're not talking like Constitution class here. And the Dauntless, of course, is a pretty decent sized ship with some big old engines. Um, anyway, I'm rambling, but I just was so excited to see Admiral Janeway and to see, of course, that kind of adventurous spirit that we have seen uh, in the previous season continue for Prodigy. You know, the trailer starts out with Rock Talk, my favorite character. Uh, So I'm all in. Love it. Can't wait to see the next season. How about you, David? Prodigy, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I did like the first season. Uh, At first, I was a little... eh about it but um it hooked my interest about the whole plot twist and everything and i actually enjoyed it and uh yeah I, I i'm i'm excited for it i mean when you said october i was like wait a minute are you talking about next year but no it's this october 28th right <laughs> yeah right, right when, when uh, lower decks wraps up we'll go right into prodigy nice yeah I'm, I'm excited for it uh rolling those star trek series and we can just keep going one week after another Yep, truck talking will be busy every Thursday. 
So uh, overall, Eric, what did you think about Star Trek Day? What's your overall score for Star Trek Day 2022? Uh, well, good question, Jim. Uh, I think I'm going to give a tiny bit of explanation uh, and then give my score. So tiny bit of explanation is the content, the reveals, my excitement level about new stuff. That's all right up there. That's, that's a 9, 9.5, definitely. Um, the way in which they present it got a little bit better this year. I still, um, and you can and you can find it later, but it's not easy to find. You kind of have to search for it just a little bit. It should, uh, you know, for like the day after it happened, it was prominent on uh, Paramount. Kind of feel like they should do that for a few days. Just, I, I don't know, for those people who you know are working on Star Trek Day or whatever, can't actually pay attention on the day up. So. Uh, their presentation of Star Trek Day and some of the, I don't know, I am always kind of lukewarm on their hosts. Uh, I'll give that like a seven and a half or an eight. So let's give Star Trek Day overall an 8.9 from me. 8.9. 8.9. How about you? Wait, how about you, Paul? Star Trek Day. I, I think I'd match it right in there. I'd say something I, I'd probably land on about an eight uh, just because I think that they – some of the marketing could be a little bit tighter in terms of them really, like you were saying, you know, making it more prominent on the streaming service itself. It's hard to find. To find. I, don't know, I don't understand what they have to Yeah, there should just be like, you know, it's just like if I go to Disney Plus, there's a button that says documentaries about Star Trek or Star Wars, right? And, you know, boom, there you go. I mean, it's just add that and make it easy and, and make that, you know, kind of a flagship part of the event. I do want to just add um, – we didn't play a clip from it, but there's a, a really nice brief uh, set tour uh, from the Star Trek Discovery oh, set that Wilson, Wilson Cruz, Cruz, Dr. Hugh yeah. Galbert does. And he yeah. is great, really engaging, and just just kind of walks around briefly. It's, I don't know, it's five minutes. He just walks around the, the lot, and uh, just the, the rapport everyone seems to have and affection for each other is so natural and unforced. And it's just a pleasure to watch. And you can tell that they are really having a fun time making this. And I definitely check that out. I, uh, uh, show does not get the respect it deserves sometimes. Um, and I, what's the one really thing we learned clip. from that clip? What's the one thing we learned from that clip, Paul, who's back it, for season five? That there's a place to drink on set called Margaritaville. Yeah, Tilly, man. Tilly's going to be there, of the course. Dog yeah. So she's going to be back was, there for sure. Yeah. So that's. I don't think there was hopefully any doubt about that. She's great. So uh, it, it looks good. I think they're. I think they're going to wrap it up uh, in in high style. I, I have a strong good feeling about it. I really do. Did they give a release date for Discovery Season 5? 2023. (laughs) (laughs) 365. Coming up, it is going to be their last season, right? We know that. Is that true? I don't know if we know that. No. I don't know if we know that. Yeah. um, In past, they've always premiered in the fall, October, November. So I think we got, you know, I think we got to wait. You know, I think we're. It certainly won't be until after Strange New Worlds, right? right? So I think we're we're looking at the fall. I think friends, I really do. But uh, well, we'll find out. And David, what what would you say about Star Trek Day? What would you give it? 
Uh, I liked watching it. I tried watching it on YouTube, but for some odd reason, it kept blacking out and skipping, so I had to go find it on Paramount Plus. And again, yeah, yeah, it was very (laughs) difficult to find, even on uh, Paramount Plus. So I finally found it by just typing in what I typed in was YouTube, which was uh, Star Trek Day live stream. And if somehow I found it through there, I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I like, I like a lot of it. I actually liked the host. Uh, I didn't realize that he was the voice of the bird from Lower Decks. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, Mariner Beckett was, uh, there. So see him, they were pretty good. I liked them. The only thing that I have to say I had to skip through was, when they had to go between all the different uh, like clips, and you know they're getting ready to set up for the uh, the, uh, the set for the different series, that they had some sort of DJ music guy playing. It was just really <laughs> pounding in my oh, ears. So I was like, I, I, where did yeah. they find that underneath a, a cabbage leaf somewhere? Oh my no, God! No, no. <laughs> he's a famous guy, but like I'm not saying that it was very good. But yeah, that was odd. Yeah, uh, uh, I had to fast forward back to that, and it, uh, it was kind of uh, annoying to me. I don't know about you guys, but anyway, <laughs> I, I, I. So, what did you think? What would you give it on a scale of one to ten? Uh, all of it. I would have to say I'm probably going to give it about a good 7.7 7. all because of that DJ if it wasn't for him I'd probably rank it up to like 8.5 but oh, yeah, it was just... <laughs> I couldn't stand that guy the, so so as Eric already touched on last year it was extremely difficult to find it last year um, you had to bounce it, it was it was all over the, the shows you had to literally back out of a show like discovery and then go into another show to see how about yeah. it was the weirdest thing it was extremely difficult this year the discovery um so that i was grateful that they did that so when i got home from work i snuck out of work a couple minutes early so i could get home i turned on paramount plus and there came right up on my screen it said live stream Star Trek day. And I said, yes. And I clicked on it and there was everything. So that was good. But like Eric said, my only complaint was my daughter got home from work at five o'clock and wanted to watch it. And I had to go all over the place to find it. I wish like Paul said that Paramount plus would get with it and have a Star Trek day button there that you could watch it anytime Anyone could click on it right now and watch it and not have to go to here, go to there, go to here, go to there. It should all be in one place. Uh, so that was one of my – and that, that dorky DJ. Oh, my God, I hated that guy. He was terrible. <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know who he was or where they found him, but I wanted to jettison him. I could have got up there and done a better deal than that. And <laughs> the comedian that they had, that stand-up comedian dude, uh, yeah. you guys remember I was like, what I is this? At all. No, I'm like, he's not even funny. What is he babbling about? I don't even know his name. I'm like, my God, Paramount couldn't have come up with a better DJ and a better comedian than that. But that aside, um, I, I think I would give it an 8.5-ish, 8.8 maybe overall. 
the content was phenomenal. I thought Tony Newsom was was a riot as the as the host. Um, Dr. Meglamu there, the bird guy, uh, was good too. Um, all their panels were were very enjoyable. Um, the guests that they had were were great as always, and the presentation was was spot on. So that's my take on Star Trek Day, guys. Anybody want to add anything before we say goodnight to our fans? All right. Well, I want to say thank you so much to uh, everybody who tuned in to listen tonight. We really appreciate it. You guys can tune in on Thursday night, 730 for Trek Talking. We're going to be talking about Mining the Mind's Mind, which is the episode of Lower Decks that played on Thursday night. So you want to tune in for that. And we've got some Star Trek news. There's a new engineer on the Star Trek, on the Starship Enterprise, which we'll be seeing on Strange New Worlds, who's taking over for Hammer. And it's not who you might think. So you want to tune in if you want to find out who that's going to be. And uh, I want to say thank you so much to Paul for hanging out and Trek talking with us tonight. Thank you, Paul. And I want to say thank you so much to uh, David for hanging out and Trek talking with us. Thank you, David. And I got to say thank you so much to Eric for Trek talking with us and sharing your insights. Thank you so much, Eric. Good times as always, Jim. Have a great night. They, they always are, aren't they? We have a, we always have a good time here. And uh, you guys can head over to our Facebook page at Trek Talking and Beyond. Uh, spell that all out and uh, just pop on over there and tell us uh, where you're listening from. We would love to hear from you guys. And uh, you can become part of our ever-growing Star Trek family. So that's really cool. And Monday, next Monday, we're going to be doing Star Trek Picard Stargazer issue number one on Comic Corner. So if you're into Star Trek comics and you want to find out what's going on with them, tune in on Monday night. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. All right, guys. I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, saying please. Star Trek fans are the best fans. Stay safe and be good to each other. Hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Hi, y'all. Good night. Let's see what's out there. Engage. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.